Red Clothes kept safe. A good omens, Podvik, written by Sodium Azite and read by Trap. Summary in which Aziraphale is an eldritch abomination who loves his demon very, very much. After their first night together, Aziraphale worries that he is too much for his serpent. Crowley reminds him that he wants all of him. His main affection was for literature, but in his bookshop Aziraphale also possessed every mathematical treatise and textbook of note that had been published since the mid-1200s. He liked reading through them with a cup of tea and giggling. He did love these humans, and they sometimes managed to brush lightly against the true nature of reality with a bit of truly divine insight. Mostly, though, Aziraphale would read through the pages of equations and let in ergos and three little dots after each proof and laugh until he cried. If Aziraphale dropped the book from mortal hands week from laughter, some of the other pieces of himself always caught it before it hit the floor anyway. His tentacles, for lack of a better term, were quite dexterous. He is currently grateful for both the knowledge and the dexterity, because long-loved and impossible Crowley is sleeping sprawled in a nest of his tendrils, and he is mentally tracing the precise angles and curves of his favorite being. Acute angles for those folded narrow limbs sweet little fractured patterns in his cells and tissues, S-face curves for the profile of the lovely journey from thigh to hip to waist. Aziraphale is also too terrified to move. His tentacles are ever-shifting, but always very gentle with their beloved. They had finally come together last night, he and his serpent, and it had been all he could have hoped for. Crowley is a cool, breathing weight on his chest, and he silently notches up his own corporation's internal temperature on smash. Crowley lets out a little snaky snore and shifts a bit closer. He had been enjoying Crowley's proximity and the recollection of their intimacy, after his demon had cuddled close into his embrace and fallen asleep like a rock in a lake. The self-determined angel did not ever sleep, but he did sometimes enjoy drifting a bit in a kind of amusement. Daydreaming, perhaps, as a human might have called it, wool-gathering. Just before sunrise, he had been startled out of his memories when Crowley had whined and reflexively twitched. All of the joy had drained out of his spirit when he realized that he had been slowly crushing Crowley's shoulder and absent fingers. He had immediately released his hand and considered slithering out of the bed in imitation of his Ophidian lover, but Crowley had sighed and relaxed, and 
he hadn't the heart. So Xerophil had been lying still for the past several hours, documenting every small bruise, scrape, and subcutaneous damage he could detect in Crowley's body, and healing them while castigating himself as a monster. His beautiful, tiny, delicate darling, so lovely and fragile in his brutish hands. Aziraphale had permitted more of his eyes to open than usual, and his greater presence darkened the room enough that the bright sunlight coming through the window faded into a warm gloom within inches. A few of his tendrils pulled the coverlet up to tuck Crowley in a bit more securely, and others curled around him in a soft embrace, smoothing the sheets from below. The blankets were no barrier to his side. Crowley had scatterings of scales across his body, with his feet covered entirely. It was enchanting. His snake's breaths tickled the hair across his chest. He hoped that Crowley would forgive him his roughness the previous night, without any real expectation. That Crowley wanted him at all was an unbelievable miracle, and he had ruined it immediately. He ought to have known that he would. He was always too much of whatever he was. He had been so happy. It had made him careless. He would be better. He would be good. You're warm. Luckily, Aziraphale was already holding himself riggedly still, or else he might have leapt right off the bat. His tendrils clenched around Crowley's body, and he waited for the inevitable shouts of fear and pain. His demon chuckled sleepily and undulated in his grasp. It's like getting cuddled by a sea anomaly. He slurred. Crowley rubbed his face against Aziraphale's shoulder with the casual ownership of a snake sandmarking his mate. Are you always this warm? I like it. It's cozy. You're comfortable? Aziraphale attempted. His demon was drowsily playing with one of his tendrils and it was very distracting. Crowley's entire form, physical and otherwise, was singing like a wind chime with satisfied love. His beautiful snake hummed agreeably and turned his face enough to nibble on Aziraphale's collarbone, chewing on it affectionately with warm lips and a scrape of fangs. The nest of himself stirred with reflexive desire, strands winding around Crowley's body as inescapably as katsu vines. Good morning, Crowley snickered and slid a long leg over one of his. 
care to work on the day auspiciously? It's... it's nearly noon, Aziraphale mumbled. It wasn't like his demon to faff about. Crowley was subtle, but he didn't truly beat about the bush. Why wasn't he demanding apologies and repentance for Xerophil's transgressions? Great time of the day. One of my favorites. Almost full marks. And I know just what would earn it the full five-star review. Aziraphale was stunned. Even his tentacles slowed their constant movement. You would let me touch you again? Crowley paused, his sleepy innuendo sharpening immediately. Why not, Angel? he asked cautiously. I'm not pushing or anything, swear. No pressure. You probably want your tea first, yeah? But I was so rough with you. I swear I never meant to hurt you, Crowley. Never. His serpent blinked once. It was unusual for him to do so, and Aziraphale's nervous heart stuttered in response. Crowley shifted stretching out his limbs and tilting his head obscenely far until his neck gave a visceral crack. Aziraphale winced. Crowley shrugged and sat up, straddling Aziraphale's waist. His tentacles were a riot around the demon's body, and Aziraphale could feel, see, taste every bit of skin that they were in contact with. Crowley was his favorite thing to touch. He would never have enough of him. If he had found Crowley a few hundred million years ago, when Xerophil had been a bit more impulsive, he would have eaten Crowley immediately, absorbed him into his endless self, and happily held him inside forever. Somewhere deep, along with his favorite quasar and that galaxy that had glowed so nicely in the infrared. This was just as good. Crowley was infinitely beautiful and dynamic. He was so small, but so strong and magnificent. Looking at him was better than playing with the electron orbitals of carbon atom lattices. Touching him was better than hearing a perfectly tuned elbow, or the scent of first flush Darjeeling tea. Crowley loving him was enough to justify every atrocity that had ever been committed. Crowley moved wiper quick to grab a tentacle and sucked it into his mouth. Aziraphale squeaked. His beloved demon was also an absolute menace. The menace in his lap rocked his hips and grinned. Nope, feel pretty good. Really good, actually. Not even sore. 
Aziraphale hesitantly put his hands on Crowley's lean thighs. I heard you. I heard all thirty-one contusions, four scrapes, a put muscle in your calf, and the cuts in your hips from my fingernails when... Um, he trailed off delicately. Crowley pouted down at him. Didn't leave anything for me to remember first night. Cold angel. Oh. The realization and relief must have been obvious on his face, because Crowley's grin widened. So, do I have to ask nicely to have you again, or maybe back for Bruce? He teased. The room darkened to near black as Crowley's finger slid between his legs, where Zerofield's cunt was warm and still slick. He was already desperate for his snake in any way he could have him. He could feel his eyes lose their human sheen, glowing as white as the heart of a star, before he closed them and tried to keep himself under control. No, Crowley crooned. I want to see you. Keep those bright eyes on me and watch me fuck you. It would take a far stronger creature than him to resist. Aziraphale's tendrils pulled him down as his arms reached for his love. Crowley pushed into his body as if he had never left, and the room flickered dark again as Aziraphale's eyes closed. Look at me, Crowley gasped. He had told Aziraphale over and over last night how affecting he found the body he had made and inhabited, but even more so the knowledge of himself within it. Keep looking at me, angel. Watch what we're doing until you can't any more. I want to make love to you by the light of your eyes. Well... He tried. Aziraphale clutched him close, watching Crowley's lithe frame work and sweat as he fucked Aziraphale into a trembling mess. Perhaps it was because he kept himself folded so tightly into this body, but he could barely focus when Crowley was touching him like this, pushing inside him where no one else would ever be permitted, making him wail, making him come. Aziraphale threw his head back and screamed, the room black as ink as Crowley spread his legs wider with clawed hands and thrust hard until he followed him into bliss. They lay together in the darkness, soaked in sweat and cum and tears, gasping for unnecessary breath and exchanging messy kisses by the flickers of Aziraphale's eyes. The sunlight slowly gained strength as Aziraphale panted and pulled himself more securely into his body, 
The last of his tentacles caressed Crowley as they faced out of corporality, and the demon kissed one in farewell as he panted happily on top of a Xerophil in the daylight. Crowley's cock was softening inside him, but they were still joined as the room brightened. A Xerophil liked it. It was wet, and he was a bit sore, and it was wonderful because of all of it. Crowley traced ticklish fingertips over his ribs, and Josephine giggled. His demon nuzzled him lazily. Bath? A miracle. Or just a breather before the next round, he teased. Aziraphale held him close, tracing a curious hand over the beginnings of bruises on his favorite being. They would darken, and when Crowley was walking and laughing and buying terrible coffee concoctions, any sentient being with eyes would know that he was claimed. Aziraphale smiled. His snake was going to live the rest of eternity looking ravaged. He could barely wait to start. The End